The City Quick Connect podcast is brought to you by the Municipal Association of South Carolina. Hey everyone, this is Russell Cox, editor of the Municipal Association of South Carolina's Uptown Publication, and I am joined today by a couple of officials from the City of Florence. We have with us Randy Osterman, City Manager. Randy, how are you today? I'm well, how are you? I am doing well, I'm doing well. Glad to have you on. We also have with us Clint Moore. Clint is the Assistant City Manager for Florence. Clint, how are you today? I'm good, how are you doing? I'm doing well. You know, I think this is a first that we've had both a city manager and an assistant city manager on the same podcast. So I'm I'm pretty excited about this. Um, and another reason I'm excited, I have worked in any number of cities in the state of South Carolina. I've worked with many city and town governments in South Carolina, but there is only one city in this state where I was born and raised, and it is Florence. So I'm happy to be talking to you guys. We are talking about the project that won um, Florence a Achievement Award from the Municipal Association in 2022. And that is, and it's it's kind of a mouthful, the Food, Artisan, and Warehouse District. And I love that name because there is a lot going on in that district, just from the name. Uh, I can say from the award description, this has been a project that is aimed to connect the revitalizing downtown in Florence with the surrounding neighborhoods. And to quote directly, because I think it's necessary, it spurs new development in a struggling corridor. It reduces food insecurity in the area, preserves the area's historic warehouse architecture, and promotes unique land uses not previously allowed. So that covers a lot of it, but could you expand upon all the goals the city of Florence has targeted with this district? Sure, we can uh, we can give that a shot. Uh, I guess first and foremost, uh, the the primary goal was to uh, improve food access to the neighborhoods in that area. Uh, a lot of the individuals in that area, especially those with limited transportation, really had no place to go to. Uh, purchase or obtain uh, fresh foods or, or healthy foods. Uh, you know, a lot of a lot of their their grocery buying was done at convenience stores and whatnot. And that area had been identified as a as a food desert. So we thought it was uh, important to in- improve the quality of life of that area by uh, working with individuals to to uh, improve uh, food access or at least healthy food access in that area. We also, of course, you know, the downtown area of Florence has has grown and, and improved greatly over, over many years. And this area is adjoined to, to the downtown area, and that's the, the next logical step, if you will, to, to develop uh, into that area. So it provides this pathway, I guess, from, from downtown to, to the next area that we would like to, to see uh, developed or redeveloped. You know, obviously, we want to uh, continue to grow our economy, and uh, by by redeveloping this area and uh, providing the opportunities for others to come in and assist with redeveloping the the area, you know, we should see uh, positive effects in our economy. So, those are just a, a few of the goals or, or objectives that the city was looking to achieve as 
as they proceeded with the the district. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm curious when we talk about the historic warehouses in this district. You know, Florence came about as a railroad town, and some of the oldest train lines in the city come right through this area. So these are all historic railroad warehouses, I imagine, in the area. They are, and and, and this whole corridor uh, pretty much runs parallel with the existing rail line. So mm-hmm. a lot of these buildings were, were uh, I guess for lack of a better term, left over from the, the railroad days, and, and you know, they were vacant, they were still usable, and we've had uh, private investors now come and, and uh, help us with the, the redevelopment of these, these warehouses. Well, that that leads me straight into the next thing I wanted to ask you all about, and that is the partnerships involved in all of this effort. Can you walk us through all of that? Yeah, I'm going to let Clint address that because he was <laughs> intimately involved in the, uh, <laughs> the partnership building phase of this. So the city took the initiative in building upon the district and really wanted to spur the activity with uh, a couple of our own uh, projects to really drive uh, the redevelopment and provide a showcase on how you could utilize the existing architecture and and be successful with that. So two of our uh, large, two of the projects that we did was the city center market, which is the home to our, uh, first and foremost, our farmer's market that we do every Saturday year-round. Secondly, we have a commercial kitchen component uh, within within the market that we rent by the hour, and then we also have three tenant spaces. Uh, these are more micro-tenant spaces uh, to help push entrepreneurs uh, and that growth from our farmer's market or some of the, the local groups that are are looking for a brick and mortar setting, but don't quite have the capital to go into a large space. So uh, that was our first uh, big initiative, and we started working with our our local growers, producers, food advocates to really direct and drive the design of the space. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then a big component of that, as everyone knows, is getting the state agencies, our, our DHEC, USDA, and, and those folks uh, working with us uh, because of the, the various uh, regulations involved with a, a commercial kitchen, someone who uh, wants to, to can foods or, or what have you. You know, there are a lot of, a lot of folks with their eyes on this, uh, ensuring the health and safety of the residents. So uh, they became involved and we we worked through the development of that market and uh, I think ultimately built a very successful building and outdoor space that's uh, being uh, very well utilized today. We, we opened the weekend before COVID. Uh, it was a very successful opening, but then everybody <laughs> kind of <laughs> went, oh no, what's going to happen now? But COVID was a bit of a blessing in that, it, you know, having that open air market, it really drove the success and uh, created good habits for folks to uh, come to the market and, and buy fresh produce there. So that was the, the first project. The second one that ran ran along with this project was the introduction of a commercial grocer 
in in our downtown within this corridor. And we had a local franchisee who had got on board with Save-A-Lot yes. and got commitment from them. And with that, the city partnered with Palmetto Housing Corporation, which is uh, essentially the development arm of the housing authority, to develop this site and create a create and build a building for the franchisee to lease. Part of the, that requirement was uh, the franchisee going through FMU's Kelly Center, uh, which is the business incubator, and FMU was a large component of educating and and directing this franchisee on how to run a successful business and, and really gave him the foundation to to start with this. So additionally, South Carolina Community Loan Fund also provided uh, funding to the franchisee, uh, which uh, helped obviously further him and, and save a lot, also uh, provided a grant to help him purchase the initial inventory for the for the grocery. And so what I, I think that really speaks to is we were putting a grocery store in kind of an unproven market area, mm-hmm. uh, but one that we knew was uh, that had a drastic need being in a food desert. And by all of those groups, uh, including the city, coming together and showing the support that everyone had, I think really made this this project successful. And when you mentioned um, working with FMU, we're talking uh, Francis Marion University in that case. And that's right. A, a couple of questions for you, Clint, relating to the city center market. I know the day we were in there in, in the commercial kitchen, the group we saw was a company that made cookies. They were decorating cookies. I remember that. What have been some of the businesses you have seen in that space? So we see a lot of uh, caterers, bakers, food trucks with uh, with the state's new requirements of food trucks uh, having to use a commercial kitchen. We knew that the commercial kitchen was going to be a very important component of this to provide that opportunity for our local food trucks. It, it's a pretty wide range of, of different users. Uh, we've seen a lot of success come out of both the commercial kitchen and the farmer's market. We've had a um, Bubbles by Bridget, who uh, they make bath bombs and various mm-hmm. other things. Uh, she has moved from the farmer's market directly downtown into a brick-and-mortar setting. We've seen one of the uh, the cupcake, Courtney's Cupcakes, um, she has moved into a brick-and-mortar setting. She was a, a kitchen user as well. And uh, so over the, the, the past two years that the facility has been open. It's, it's really uh, met our mission statement and goal in, in helping folks take that next step and really creating a local ecosystem for entrepreneurs. So that's been very exciting. That there's there's one other thing relating to the city center market I wanted to mention to tie it back to the the warehouse element of the district. If I recall correctly, a portion of the city center market was a old railroad warehouse that had a metal skin on a metal frame, and you you wanted it to be open air, so the metal skin was taken off, and it's just the the, the frame remains, and that is the farmer's market space. That's right. 
the lifespan of that the existing building that we renovated it had kind of gone through a few re- reiterations. It was originally a old wooden structure that was used for storage, was added onto with a Quonset hut. We ended up having to completely remove the wooden structure, uh, but were able to reuse all those timbers in another component of the space, which is our uh, what we call the anchor vendor shed, which is uh, a nice space in our uh, kind of outdoor pavilion. Uh, but then, like you said, we, we preserved the old uh, Kwanzaa hut component of that and, and, and gave it that architectural element that really kind of uh, anchors that space, that outdoor space, and provides for a, a great photo op. You know, it's a, mm-hmm. it takes a great picture. It's uh, a very it visually distinctive space, yes. Yes, yes. And, and that's what the whole purpose of the space is. We really wanted to create a unique space and cause people to really want to continue to go there. It's, you know, the foundations of placemaking we utilize throughout the design of that, that space. And, and I think, I think we did a pretty good job pulling it off. It's, it's a, it's a great looking facility. It has multi uses. We have family reunions there. We have uh, the food and wine, uh, Florence food and wine has used it. It's, it's become a great place for, uh, folks to utilize that outdoor space. And with the commercial kitchen component, it allows for a lot more wider range of use as well. And and I did not know that the um, the wooden shelter was using reclaimed lumber there. So I learned something certainly. To talk about funding, I understand there's been TIF funds, tax increment finance funds, and grant funds involved. Can you explain all of the funding pieces used in everything that's going on here. Yeah, we can give that a shot. <laughs> we, <laughs> we, uh, you, you mentioned the TIF dollars, and so the, the city utilized TIF dollars uh, primarily for, for two reasons. Uh, one was the, the development of the, the city center market itself, and we utilized the, the TIF dollars for uh, improving the, the the visual aspect of the area through some uh, streetscape work, some some sprucing up work. So we utilized about $3.7 million in, in TIF funds uh, to redevelop the, the warehouse into the, the city center market and then uh, you know, to, to improve the appearance, improve the, the quality of the, the streets and sidewalks and, and whatnot in that area. We also... Uh, utilized a, a conditional grant and, and a development agreement with the, the Save-A-Lot franchisee or, or operator, I'm just going to call them operator, to uh, assist in uh, building the building, purchasing some some equipment, uh, just getting the, the store up and ready to run. And, and that conditional agreement you know, allows uh, for him to Pay back the city at, at, a, at a, a specific time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so there was grant use. Uh, as Clint mentioned, we partnered with the Palmetto Housing Board to, and they they provided about 1.8 million dollars uh, for the the construction or part of the construction of the Save Lot building. So, the the city's uh, conditional grant and the Palmetto Housing uh, grant to the the operator allowed for the, the building to be built and for them for him to lease it at a stair step 
type lease where initially uh, the, the lease is below market rate, but then eventually becomes uh, market and then uh, a buyout uh, option uh, allows for him to, to purchase the building at, at a certain time. Uh, and then at that time, the, the city and the Palmetto Housing would, would recoup their investment. Save a lot Corporation uh, provided some uh, grants to the operator for, for purchasing a, a, of inventory and, and uh, training and whatnot with his group. Uh, and then, as Clint had mentioned earlier, the South Carolina Community Loan Fund uh, provided some additional funding for the project also. So uh, there was a lot of moving pieces and a, a lot of uh, coordination to to make all the funding come together and, and work as it needed to. One thing that that might be interesting to talk about in, in terms of being able to bring in Save-A-Lot, and that was that was a really, really cool thing for the city to, to make happen there. Because it's in the larger historic downtown, I believe the way that Save-A-Lot got built at that corner involved some of the downtown design standards, did, did it not? Yes, so it is within... Our, it's not within the historic district, but it is within what we call uh, the central business district, the, the D2 district, uh, which is our, a component of our core downtown. And so within those standards, it does have certain criteria it has to meet, uh, certain setbacks, uh, certain materials, all of the uh, usual requirements. And it, it does require design review board approval. So uh, it is... Um, I think we're starting to see more examples of that uh, throughout the region and even South Carolina where a, a downtown a grocer is coming in, building a new building, uh, but meeting the, the requirements and the, the scale and form of, of a downtown building. And so uh, it, it's certainly out of character for what Save-A-Lot historically did, but they were um, just like all of us in this project, we're fully on board and willing to, to take on this unique project. And it went very smoothly as far as any approvals, building building the building. And so we had to get a little creative with, uh, you know, a, a typical layout for a, a, a grocery store and how the building's orientated and, and certain elements we had to use to really provide that uh, street presence of a building that had uh, an entrance kind of internally to the site. But uh, I think we we managed to facilitate all the requirements and and, and the intent of the design guidelines mm-hmm. uh, for the city. So over, over time with some of the landscaping and, and uh, the streetscape components, I think it will create a really nice built environment there. You know, grocery stores, you think of them as being way back behind a parking lot. But in this case, with, with the Save-A-Lot, it is, if you're looking down Dargan Street, it is built out to the curb. It's part of that streetscape. Right, right. And and that's very important. Uh, we uh, This is a downtown. We want to see continued growth in our area. And we want to continue that historic standard uh, of our of our, our large buildings downtown, and, and that was a, a major 
the setback was one of the, the key things that we we really wanted to make sure happen uh, so that as as we continue to grow and, and future development occurs that we we continue that that built form uh, throughout our downtown and, and show the importance of why a a building uh, being next to uh, the the public space is so important um, mm-hmm. and uh, I think it does a good job of, of showcasing how how you can take a, a new use and new building, but meet those um, meet those requirements of a downtown. Well, th- this this connects beautifully to the next thing I want to talk about, which is what is next for development in this district. And as we're kind of talking about here, it's difficult to separate with what's happening in this area where the downtown connects to the neighborhoods and the downtown itself, because some of what we're talking about, some of the projects we're talking about are very close to, you know, the new development that's coming along on Coit Street, for example. Right. And uh, I think that the the next big thing that's going to occur in Florence is going to directly tie the downtown and the Food Arts and Warehouse District uh, together even more concretely. And that's a public-private partnership that that will lead to a, a $65 million development right at Coit and Evans Street that will provide a, a, an apartment building with about 150 units. A hotel will go up on the corner. A 30 to 40,000 square foot office building just depends on the, the, the planning at the time. The redevelopment of, of an existing warehouse to a, to a, a venue space of, of some, some point and probably some, some townhomes. And in the middle of all that development will be a parking deck that will, will be built by the city. So we expect to see groundbreaking here in the next few months. And uh, that, is the, that is the next big tie to downtown and, and, and this district and just the, the overall growth of the city as we speak. And Russell, what I, what I think is so important to, to really showcase is Part of the reason why we we chose this district, obviously we had some of the building inventory that we wanted to make sure was fully utilized, uh, but we had a barrier in between our historic neighborhoods that uh, that was also a food desert and our downtown and and some of all those uh, life amenities that you've you've got to have. We have the federally qualified health center, all all the all the things that people need to access had that both very real and perceived barrier of the uh, of the railroad. And so mm-hmm. uh, what we wanted to do is turn that negative component and capitalize on it and fully embrace what that is and allow for these new uses to really bridge that gap over the, the railroad and, and show that the, the the development that, that can occur, and I think with this sixty-five million dollar project and and multiple other per- perspective developments that we've talked to other developers about, it, it really shows that, that what we were trying to accomplish with the district, we've been able to do that, and so uh, I think we look very forward to the, its continued growth. Absolutely, I love that idea of taking something that could be a negative and very insistently flipping it on its head and making something 
unique and very valuable out of it. And to that point, this is a for all of the achievement award interviews. This is something I ask every time, and I will now pose this question to the two of you: What could you say that other cities and towns around South Carolina could learn from what Florence has done with this project? Well, I would say one of the things is don't be afraid to try something different. When when this project began, or, or at least was being discussed, there were there were naysayers out there, and sometimes you just you, you have to take a chance. It's got to be an educated chance, but you you got to take a chance. And so I would say, you know, don't be don't be afraid. Be innovative. You know, stripping the 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 building to turn it into the city center market. You know, that was a a concept. No one really knew what it was going to look like at the end or, or would it really work? And, and, and it, it turned out very well. So think, think differently and, and, and see where it takes you. Yeah. But probably most importantly from this is don't discard anybody as being a partner. You would not typically think of Palmetto housing as a partner to uh, the development of a grocery store. You know, they're in the mm-hmm. housing business, but, but they, they recognize the need and, and saw the benefit and, uh, there was a, a partner that may or may not have been considered, uh, but it worked out really well. And you don't close the door on any potential uh, partnerships because that is what's, what's key to, to making anything work. Uh, you know, a, a city municipality is not going to be able to do everything by itself. You, you've got to uh, find those that are willing to, to help and participate in, in, in these type of projects. I will say by way of bringing this to a close, for those who want to learn more about any of these awards, brainstorm for uh, any cities and towns around South Carolina want to brainstorm for submissions for the 2023 awards, those are coming up soon. You can go on the Municipal Association's website, www.masc.sc, and search for Achievement Awards. In, in Florence, for anyone who wants to learn more about City Center Market or any of these other things, where on your websites should they look for that stuff? They're on a few different locations. Um, the the city center market is under its own on, on tab under the under the website. Uh, but I certainly recommend that uh, people give us a call and and speak to us about the project, and we'll be happy to share our insight on some of the things that we uh, found successful, some of the things that we learned was not successful, and uh, we'll be happy to to meet and talk with with anyone. Because this is something that is full of surprises. You know, we didn't even get to this, but there is a artisan sauce bottling plant in this district, is there not? Yes. Yes. One of the, probably one of the best known restaurants in Florence. I think that was the the first first place that uh, anyone goes to when they move to Florence. And that's the Redbone Alley Food Sauce Plant. And so... Uh, the, the sauces that you can buy throughout the, the southeast from from the local restaurant here uh, is produced within this district, and they were they were really uh, probably one of the, the the first components of this uh, food artisan warehouse district, and they they utilize uh, an existing warehouse within uh, within the district, and it's great that uh, we're able to have this local restaurant. Uh, sell and make uh, their their own 
on sauces right here in town, and so uh, we're we're very excited about that. So I'm glad you brought that up. <laughs> Absolutely. Any Randy Clint, any any final thoughts as we wrap all this up on on everything involving the district? I guess I guess my only final thought is we okay we 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 we've created a district we we we've done some construction we've won an award but we're not we're not finished and uh you know this it can't stop it's got to be a continuation in order to uh, uh keep moving the city forward absolutely i i will say by way of signing off for the for the municipal associations podcast the city quick connect podcast Always check us out. We are on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, Audible, you name it. And with that, Randy, Clint, thank you guys so much for taking the time to join us today and tell us about some of the the great stuff happening in Florence. Thank you for having me. The City Quick Connect podcast is one of several ways the Municipal Association keeps you informed of the opportunities and issues impacting South Carolina cities and towns. Learn more at www.masc.sc and stay up to date with the association's latest happenings on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.